don't chew loudly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't bug me. Uh, <laughs> let the person think. Oh, wait, what, what were you going to say? <laughs> no, that's exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it is interesting because yeah. um, I've worked with a variety of people on on uh, Screen Hero now. and it's Don't drink loudly. Yeah, slurp your coffee. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Welcome to Developers Hangout, a podcast for developers by developers, a place where we get together as often as possible and discuss a wide range of topics from the books we're reading to the latest news and commentary on other tech podcasts. I'm Nathan Kirschbaum, and joining me is... Hey, I'm Al Nutilli. Morning, Al. Morning. How you doing? Uh, <clears throat> as you can hear, uh, doing well. <laughs> uh, getting over a cold, uh, so sorry about that. No worries at all. It's yeah. a bright and sunny morning here in New England, and we've got some exciting things today. Let's jump right into it. Um, one interesting article, comparing blade and twig templates in Laravel. I've wondered kind of what the differences are and uh, you know why you'd choose one over the other, and I uh, found a really cool article on it, um, and some, some really interesting stuff. There's, there is a number of differences, actually. I think you know, uh, to summarize and definitely check out the article, but, uh, different syntax for control stu- structures, different handling of escaping, uh, different handling of variables and variable access, um, different ways to add uh, functionality, um, and definitely a different perspective on security. And I think for me, that's the one that stands out. Uh, that's the one that stands out the most in my mind. Um, but, uh, but definitely a cool read. What did, like, you, what did you feel about security though? Yeah, so <clears throat> so the interesting thing is like if you're building a system where you plan on having um user generated oh yeah uh views basically yeah uh <clears throat> Twig has some security features that allow you to specify what is allowed in uh what is allowed to be executed basically um so that you can you know, if you're building a content management system or you're yeah. just kind of allowing people that are not quite as trustworthy worthy to edit some of yeah. the template files, you can really lock it down in a way that uh, is not <clears throat> at least natively possible as possible. Like it's not as, it's not built into Blade. Um, so so that's that's yeah. really interesting. Like like Blade is Blade is actually um, it doesn't differ much from plain PHP. Um, it's really just a little bit of syntactic sugar, whereas Twig um, is is a, is a completely separate um, context. Um, so it's pre- it was yeah. pretty interesting. But by default, the curly brackets in Blade uh, will not return uh, um, a lot of HTML. Uh, it will strip out any JavaScript and so forth. Oh, cool. So okay. it does have security uh, to a degree, but I see what you're saying. It wouldn't necessarily be customizable unless you built your own little Blade Right um, syntax, which you could, it has a you can add on to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, thought it was pretty cool. All right. Um, uh, let's see here. So um, it's totally covered by the screen. Uh, okay. So a Laravel Socialite tutorial. Uh, what did you like about this article? Yeah, you know, I just 
getting more familiar with Socialite, I think, is a good thing. Um, yep. I know you. I know yep. you've used it on um, at least a couple projects, I think. But um, yeah. uh, and I've looked at it a little bit. But this was a. <clears throat> I really enjoyed this kind of tutorial and just kind of understanding how easy it is. Yeah. Um, and I actually, you know, it's interesting. I actually started looking into it because I really want um, a solution. I was hoping so. They, so for the folks that don't know, Socialite is basically just a really right, easy point. way to do. Um, to do OAuth integration with all the, like the popular, um, you know, login for like Twitter and Facebook and well, basically um, OAuth two stuff. Yeah. Well, that's what I was. So the interesting thing is I wanted it to like authenticate against, I was thinking like, well, maybe they made it like super easy to authenticate against another Laravel site. Like how cool oh, yeah. would, how yeah. cool would it be if I could just like install this on two Laravel sites and then I have OAuth integration between the two and I can like call APIs, you know, from one site to another. Um, and at least yeah. in the documentation, it didn't look like that was documented or supported yet. That's what that's what I originally was going there to try to find. Um, yeah. Uh, but I'll have to look into it more. I actually don't have the need right now. It's just kind of peaking uh, curiosity um, for something in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it would I be think, totally cool to be able to do that. I forget if it's in the docs, but basically the idea is you can then take the existing uh, examples like GitHub, Facebook, and Google, and then you can apply it to your particular OAuth server. Um, so it's the same process of a get and a post and, and, and the transfer of those particular tokens. Um, so it's all the same. Right. Uh, they just maybe han- handle the different delivery of the format of the user object and so forth. Yeah. So y- you'll, you could easily adapt it to that. And there might even be people who are doing that already, honestly. Yeah. Um, I'll have to look into it more because that would be really cool. No, it's a good idea. Uh, um, yeah, I think um, OAuth can be a bear at first um, yep. if you're really digging into it. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, m- my point to using it is um, why have logins? Uh, why have username and passwords? I mean, um, in my application, when I can just have a button uh, that links someone to GitHub or um, Google or anything, uh, if my user base typically will have that particular type of account. Right. Uh, that reduces the risk of my application having just the annoyance factor of like, hey, what is the username and password for this site? But also, like, I don't want it. And then if, uh, you know, it's one less thing to secure down. So uh, yeah. I see it as that. It's just like, why bother having a authentication system when you can use theirs? Yep. So, and it totally. depends on your user base, really. Yeah. Um, it's a great option. I mean, uh, especially how, with how easy it is now, cause even yeah. if you want to have the traditional login, yeah. um, yeah. it's just like, you can have this thing up and running real fast. Yep. And you um, can have both. So, right. Right. Um, cool. Uh, so something else I found out there, um, a, a really nice drag and drop file upload library. And this isn't, you know, we work a lot with angular, um, but, this isn't specific to Angular uh, at all. Uh, this is just kind of a standalone JavaScript library, um, and it actually does it does some cool stuff. It's just uh, it's got some real uh, nice goodies built in. You can upload multiple, you can drag and drop multiple files uh, for each file, and you can you can configure the types of files that you accept, and uh, you can uh, you know you can say what size, and you can um, you can also put in custom rules, like if you wanted to like you know, do some kind of custom check on the file or review the name. And, uh, you know, there's lots of room for flexibility. Uh, it's got a really nice documented API. Um, but it's cool. And then for, for basically for each, um, for each, uh, file you drop onto the, uh, onto the drop zone, which you can customize, obviously it, uh, does a, 
uh, requests to your server are actually wherever you want. You can customize what mm-hmm. kind of whether it's a post request or put. Uh, you can and you can put in where you want it to post to. Um, and you know, then you just got to set up your controller to handle that. But um, it it was uh, just real, you know, real nice and simple. Like uh, just, I mean, literally takes whatever five five ten minutes to get this thing onto your website. Uh, and looks like it goes. Server. It looks like it goes right to S three if you want. Yeah, and that was really cool. That's really cool too. Um, I think we. I think you'd have to do some. Uh, uh, like so you'd have to do some interesting server side stuff not not complicated yeah. it would be fun yeah. but basically you need to generate you, you know you wouldn't want to have your um your token uh your your api token out there yeah. in the javascript yeah. so you'd need to generate the uh, php side uh, of it yeah well on the php side you just generate a signed link that allows for whatever the method is so so put or post um and then that's what you'd drop into your javascript uh you know and that would have a five minute um, yeah, you know, it, whatever. Like flow, is it allowing you to chunk up the file so you don't get file timeouts when the person uploads it, a super large file? I'm not sure, actually. I haven't looked that far into okay. it yet. Um, so I'm not sure if it's chunking them. It's yeah, a really yeah. good question. I, I doubt it because when I was looking at the, um, at least not, at least not out of the box because when I was watching it in the console and the network log, yeah, uh, it was just one, it was just one call. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, Flow is hard to get going with, but that is uh, some amazing features. Flow JS yeah. and yeah. Flow PHP. Right. So. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, let's see. Overview of JavaScript in 2015. ECMA 6, which they're not calling it that anymore. They're calling it, uh, uh, they, they call it not by 6, but by year now. ECMA 2015 or something I like that? I think so, yeah. ECMAScript 2015, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. What were you thinking here? Uh, you know, so for me, this has kind of been a black box in a way. Like I've been oh, yeah. listening to podcasts right. and talking with you and kind of like, you know, like I'm not like, um, I've been getting, since we've been working with Angular, I've been getting more and more into JavaScript and like, yeah. I, 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 I'm especially, especially like as, as, as my over, you know, over time as my, um, you know, skills in object oriented programming have progressed. I've kind of been watching, uh, JavaScript and understanding a little bit more being, you know, th- Certain things that seem familiar to me just because of OO principles. Yeah. Um, but this Ec- ECMA six uh, or ECMAScript six or you know whatever, they call uh, it, whatever yeah. they're calling it now has really been a black box to me. I don't, it's just like what is this? What does this mean? And so um, this this article was really helpful. I mean, it's you know uh, the truth is is it's just, it's just kind of a it's just like any other language that has um, you know they have their proposals and then they have kind of a platform. Uh, of accepted proposals that they're going to plan yep. to get out in the next release. And that's really all it is. Um, but it's cool to kind of go through and see what, um, what they're working on. Um, you know, and it's got some of it's really technical stuff, binary and octal literals and block scoping, you know, like some, some of it's stuff that's like kind of technical, but, um, but there's also cool stuff like they give examples of like what a class would look like, what a JavaScript class would look like before, like as we write it now, uh, versus yep. how you could rewrite it with a, a, a declarative, concise syntax. Um, and so yep. just cool stuff, like d- changes with iterators, um, generators, yep. method definition, shorthand. There's new definition me- uh, method, method shorthands. Um, it seems like it's going to help it more overlight, uh, over overline, or how do you say it? Anyways, it's going to be more overlap. With our PHP syntax. I mean, yeah. you know, one of the things with Node.js is everybody's like, hey, now you do the same thing on the client as you do on the server. Um, but in reality, you know, 
uh, it's so close to PHP syntax that it might be easier now to jump back and forth. Yeah, I think that's probably true. And, um, you know, this this article helped me. I was worried about it a little bit because it's just kind of like, oh, man, it seemed like we, we listened to like an Angular podcast yeah. a ways back. And then the way they were talking about it, it was just well, kind of like it was like, oh, man, this is going to be like a massive, massive yeah. change. And there are definitely some big changes. They're more worried about Angular, too. Right. But you're right. You're right over. Right. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. This, this looks good. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's funny. We. Uh, I think barely touch the surface of JavaScript as we do a lot of the work at the server level and then our JavaScript is not uh, as intense most of the time. Right. Um, yeah. Um, so the, uh, speaking of kind of these new and upcoming things and languages, uh, one thing I did want to just mention quickly, PHP 7 um, is coming soon. Uh, and I forget the release date, but I think it's... I think October, it's, it says. Yeah, it's soon. Um, so... Uh, Laracas, uh, which if you haven't checked it out, do because it's because Laracas is great. Um, for but it's actually not just for Laravel stuff. Right, right. Uh, what you'll see is there's actually quite a number of things, and this isn't the first. Uh, so they've got a, a new series on PHP seven, and they're walking through some of the new um, some of the new features and functionality, and they even show you how to get it set up in a Vagrant box if you want to play around with it now. Um, but this isn't, you know, so so they've got lots of uh, interesting things on non-Laravel, just kind of general PHP stuff. Uh, but this one happens to be free. Um, so you can learn about scalar type hints, uh, you know, the no coalesce operator, all kinds of stuff that is exciting and coming to PHP. Uh, so just wanted to throw that out there. We'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah, looks good. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about PHP 7. It's, it's going to uh, be interesting to see how it affects our day-to-day work speed-wise, uh, maybe more options for uh, scripting because, it, you know, PHP won't be considered slow in, in some cases, right. um, things like that. Yeah, I think there's a, a ma- I, I can't remember, it was an article I read a while ago, but I think the, there is a massive speed difference. Yeah, yeah massive. totally, totally. Yeah. Um, so one thing that came up this week was uh, Google Material Designs. Um, and it's just some interesting, uh, it's like um, we usually use Bootstrap, which is great, in yeah. my opinion, because I hate CSS and I never want to do it. Um, but this just brings like a Bootstrap type of approach to things where you can have all these uh, predefined, um, nice looking things like dialogue, cards, drop down menus, paper, uh, stuff that we see a lot with the Google world that now you can use uh, in your own application. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the clean look. Um, yeah, this wish, is interesting. Yeah. What 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 um what were you uh, what were you looking for? What brought you to this? Yeah, over, just over going to like plain old our. Yeah, you know? no, I never bring this up in our standups because I forget. But there's this other project I'm helping out on. <laughs> there's like three projects, and uh, this other one, the guy's like, oh, you know, can you get this up on 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 the server for us? And blah blah blah. And I'm looking at his thing. I'm like, well, you know, your theme is different than our standard theme. And, and what did you use? And he linked off to this. Oh, cool. So and it looked nice, but. It also was like so different that it's like, uh, you know, uh, is that going to confuse people? Right. So, uh, but I like this. I mean, I kind of wish most of our stuff was like this. Yeah. Cool. Um, All right. Uh, I just have one more thing here, which was uh, uh, just a reminder. I was looking over PHP Architect magazine and and just a reminder that the November 16th event, the PHP Arc, uh, it's the uh, PHP World in uh, Washington, D.C. event. Um, do you, are you going? Uh, 
I'd like to, but I don't. I haven't made a decision yet. Are you? Uh, are you going on that one? Same here. Uh, I, I would li- really like to, and, and it's it's. Uh, I mean, I think that's drivable. So, um, how long of a drive is that? I think we're talking like six, five, six hours there. Yeah, so that wouldn't be too bad. Uh, it's we could take the train too, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, this might yeah. not be. Might, that's might very be, interesting. Then we could we could work on the train. That would be. Yeah, yeah. Set up a nice Airbnb. Yeah, it's really tempting. I mean, I think we should do it. Yeah. So uh, maybe we could even, uh, you know, get some work done, obviously, but also do some other stuff. Uh, yeah, like, that'd um, be fun. Interviews and stuff. Yeah, so. it's one of the better places to go for like they've got a lot of free stuff too. You can do in the area um, if you're interested yeah. in checking out. Like that's one of the one of the better areas to go if you uh, if you don't have a huge budget and you want to have a fun fun little getaway and you want to leave your house. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's the 16th to the 20th. So we'll keep that in mind as we uh, move forward to, to think about going. Sounds good. All right. Um, cool. So latest readings. Uh, yeah. I have to admit, I have uh, I have not been doing my my duties in the reading department, but I think you've been cranking yeah. away. What have you What have you been up to? Uh, been since you days? guys have totally abandoned me in that other book, uh, I have moved on. Uh, but no, I'm going to keep up with that other book too. Uh, I think the next one is monitoring. Um, and it's a pretty short chapter. That's with the, um, book, uh, micro microservices. Uh, you know, everybody's really busy and I think the book itself might be a little bit, in my opinion, dry or, uh, not, not deep enough. Uh, so I'm still reading that other book, um, uh, agile estimating and planning by Mike Cohn. Uh, and he just went into the whole, like, process of analyzing um, in a particular format of how to analyze the uh, money a company will save in the next X amount of quarters, uh, you know, if they move forward with this uh, feature or user stories or epic uh, or mm-hmm. theme, I mean, uh, and, and, and by doing so, you kind of can see like how to talk to them. Like this will cost, save you this much money in uh, efficiencies or actually bringing in new customers or not losing customers because you're adding a feature they've been demanding in, in how it can go all the way into like jobs and other things. And then how much it costs at the developer level to make this so they can really make a, uh, um, a, a long-term look, a two-year look at like, hey, you're spending 100 grand, but guess what? In, in four quarters, you're making that back plus more. Hmm. It's, you know, it's just really, it, it just helps to think this stuff through. Yeah. So, oh, really interesting stuff. I've got to read that book. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep reading and, uh, I'm not slowing down for anyone. Cause no, didn't, don't, but, uh, the microservice one. Yeah. I want to just finish that. I just hate leaving it open, but, uh, yeah. we're going pretty slow on that one. Yeah. I might have to come back to that. Maybe that's it is that I just like, it's just hard. It's well, like, you're busy. Well, it's all, it's busy, but honestly it might be more like, um, uh, like some of the other books we've read have been like really almost pleasure reading to me. Like they're technical, like, like yeah. the, the testing the, decoded, the testing decoded or, or practical, Pooter. yeah, Pooter, the practical object oriented design patterns yeah. like, like in Ruby, yeah. like those were like, uh, to me, those were all almost like candy. Like it was just so fascinating and, yeah. um, and, and it kind of easy to read. Like it wasn't, I didn't have to spend a lot of time. Like, you know, I spent all day like, you know, banging my head against, hard problems and it was like yeah. i could i could just learn new things without having to like really twist my brain around something um yeah. and this is kind of like more complicated like the, the writing is a little more kind of dense and the subject matter is a little farther out there for me so yeah. uh, well I just think, crank through it though like uh, my feeling is with this stuff you absorb only so much of it yeah and then you come back to it later on and absorb more that's true 
Um, I wish we had, uh, I was just thinking another idea would be uh, Audible for, you know, coding books. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these books uh, you could do uh, via audio and, and, and you might miss some examples, but when they're not code examples, it's okay. Mm-hmm. That'd be mm-hmm. kind of neat. So That would be kind of cool. So, yeah. Um, it would be cool that. too if they, um, like if there was some kind of device, because I would love it if I could, while I'm doing something else, I, you know, uh, I could basically listen to listen to an audiobook but that there was also kind of a little monitor maybe like an iPad right that um that flashed up the charts and stuff cuz a lot of these tech books right have yeah. like charts, code, examples code examples or charts or things yeah. like that so it'd be really cool to just look over and be able to see the chart that they were talking about as they were yeah. talking about it or whatever that'd be yeah. fun on your google glass yeah so yeah so that's it's been really good i'm gonna cool. uh the one thing I miss about vacation is that you get so busy that you 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 lose time to just read and it's it, I'm trying not to lose it yeah cool well let's um let's jump right into our main topic um this we've got a fun one this time um yeah. so we're gonna talk about um screen hero and slack yeah. Yeah. um and remote like kind of the remote team and how that you know how that's transpired for us and what we found. Um, I gotta say, like, I tell a little story before we, before we get into this too far, which is when I first started working on the team, Al had horrendous (laughs) internet at at his house. Um, so he was doing like, I don't even know what he was doing. He was doing crazy things. I think at one point you were, you were like, you were working through an AWS server, like a desk uh, that you had set up a desktop on. They let you set up a windows desktop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we, um, we ended up because of that and because of just kind of trying to feeling like the tool, some of the tools that were out there, particularly like, um, Oh, like, you know, no one wants to use Skype or, uh, you know, or or join me, me. uh, you know, and Hangouts was like, ah, it's kind of cool, but like it was, the quality wasn't really there. Um, and so, you know, and then our team's kind of been growing and we've been having more time to really focus on, um, on, on our tools and our tooling. Um, so, so we've had some experience with, with a variety of, um, options and wanted to just talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, coming from a office background where you're sitting in an office and I, I, I even worked with uh, a co-owner that just didn't, uh, see the value in working from home maybe as a developer. He just thought it was better to have everyone in the office. Uh, I can't, you know, I'm just in, in, you know, seeing the downfalls to remote teams where it's sometimes hard to get help or maybe share something. I think Screen Hero is really bridging the gap between the, the flaws with remote versus the you know the pros and cons right mm. so here I, I i work remotely i have a nice quiet office or as loud as i want it but at the same time i can tap on your shoulder and say hey look at this code what were you trying to do here right right it's just been awesome um and i don't get all the office downfalls of like i'm in this office and everybody's talking or everybody's bugging me someone's chewing too loud uh you know and things like that where you know it's just so many flaws inside of an office for me to be distracted that um, remote's been awesome, but at the same time, we were missing that immediate feedback moment. Um, mm-hmm. And it even gets better. Like one of the things I, I love is, you know, I can be pairing with you, but then we can bring in someone else. Right. Cause and you can have three people like maybe uh, even more. We never pushed yeah, it. I've never tried more yeah. than three. But yeah. And I can um, quickly ping you and someone else in Slack and say, Hey, look at this for a moment. And they just jump in. Yeah. So 
before we go too much farther, just for folks who yeah, don't know, right, because I, right. I'm not sure not if everyone's knows. familiar with Screen Hero, and we'll talk. Like we actually did. There's a number of um, there's a number of service providers out there that claim to do great stuff. Yeah. Like we we've tried others. Uh, we we mentioned a few that are were not like you know Google Hangouts and Join Me and stuff, which weren't really made specifically for um screen yeah. sharing um there are others though uh you know like uh, just a couple examples i think there's one called air pair there's one right. called cloud nine. Oh yeah um, cloud nine we tried that. yeah we yeah. tried that like yeah. uh you oh, can gosh. use like tmux if you're doing like it right. depends it I depends on what you're yeah. you know what your processes are like uh team tmux wasn't ideal for us just because of our we wanted to use php storm uh yeah. and our workflow w- wasn't ideal for that with the tmux workflow wasn't ideal for that um, but there, there are definitely others out there. Team Hero, Nitrous.io, yeah, like yeah. MadEye. There's a bunch of stuff, um, and we've checked some of them out. We haven't checked all of them out thoroughly. Um, uh, Cloud Nine was interesting in that uh, it had, it looked, it actually looked like it might work well because yeah. you, you essentially there was a, the problem with it was that your code base, as opposed to like it being on your local. Uh, and yep. you're sharing your screen essentially. Um, you, you, this was like the code base actually existed in the cloud, and each person kind of dialed in, called into that, and yep. you you were doing your editing essentially in the browser. So you had to use their editor, yeah. Um, which of course, for us, um, and you can do this in other. Oh yeah, their uh, editor. We right. basically needed an editor that would kind of follow through classes and have kind of some of the nicer. Yeah. Um, to explore and, and yeah, kind of figure out why is this doing this or how do right, we do it better. Right. Yeah. Um, so for that reason, Cloudline, we really didn't get too far along there. It had um, other issues though. When I used it with someone else, it was a lot of little bugs. Mm, okay. um, it could have been him, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. no comment there. <laughs> um, uh. So. Uh, but, but let's, so just in terms of introducing, uh, screen hero, um, it's basically just for folks who haven't had it, it's essentially like a really high quality, um, uh, um, Google hangout session with no video of people though. Yeah. No, no video of people. Yeah. yeah. Just screen share. Um, uh, and you, everyone on the call has their own, uh, cursor. So, um, one person drives at a time. You wouldn't both be typing at the same time, although you can, and that's, uh, but, but bad things happen when, when you both are typing at the same time. Um, but you can, you can both be pointing around at the same time. And, um, uh, one person, you know, it's really easy to switch driving. So like if I'm working on something and, and Al's, Al, I need Al's (laughs) help and he's got more experience in this area or he's just annoyed. I do things. (laughs) You are such a pain in the ass. You are a very patient person, Al. Not. Uh, no. But it's really easy, uh, and it's it's honestly unless unless you're at an area where your connection's really slow, yeah, it's almost like you're sitting yeah. right at your like you know it's it's not like nine times out of ten it's not annoying when I when I'm driving no. on someone else's computer. It's just same. You get the same. Sh- uh, you almost forget. Shortcuts. You're almost you like get, uh, yeah. let me switch over. Oh, this is your email, not mine. Yeah. yeah. You can even use your clipboard, your own yeah, clipboard, paste awesome. it right in. I mean, it's got all kinds of features, and they're making it better. So, yeah. so anyway, it's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it is connected to Slack. Slack purchased it. Um, so that's one thing to keep in mind is you have to be in Slack to use it, I believe. Yeah, um, right now. I think they're planning on uh, introducing it as a standalone product, maybe? It started uh, as a standalone product. Yeah. So you're right. Maybe you can still use it that way. They even don't, I don't uh, think, allow you to download it. But what we do 
is we send us an invite from the existing. So I have a copy and I send an invite and then that person can download it. Even though if you go to their website, they used to say, you know, not ready for download yet. Right. Um, so, um, so if you'd love to use this and you're not using, um, Slack yet, you can probably email them and figure out what's going on. Um, and just let them know. Cause this really is a game changer in my mind. Um, it, it really has made, um, you know, I don't know. I've been doing this for a lot of years and it's, um, you know, uh, it's, it can really be a pain sometimes to, yeah. to when you're working remotely, when you're developers yeah. and you're working remotely and you need to kind of collaborate on things. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, you can send an invite right from, uh, so some of the tricks too, is like if you're in Slack, you can do forward slash hero in the person's name and it will ping them, uh, and send them the hero invite for, uh, connecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really speedy. Uh, you know, to, to just move around with it and connect with people. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't work on Linux. That's kind of a bummer. Uh, some people on our teams use Linux. Uh, and once in a while I, I try to use Linux. Um, so I wish it would do that. So what are some, in your mind, Al, uh, what are some best practices or things to keep in mind when you're... Don't chew do- loudly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't bug me. Uh, <laughs> let the person think. Oh wait, what, what were you going to say? <laughs> no, that's exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it is interesting because yeah. uh, I've worked with a variety of people on on yeah. uh, Screen Hero now. Don't drink loudly. Yeah, oh my slurp your coffee. Gosh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I honestly hate all of this because in the end, I realize um, more and more who I. You know, like you, as you get older, you just kind of realize, okay, screw it. I can't fake that I like pair coding. Right. Right. Or, or you see like the world loves it and you're like, okay, why don't I, uh, maybe something's wrong, but you're just like, you know, we all have our, uh, introvert, extrovert, uh, type realities. Um, so it can be hard because like you're sitting there trying to think of something and you normally take five seconds and they take two and boom, they just threw a wrench in your thinking because they shot out 20 ideas and and you just want to think for a moment in quiet. So there's all these nuances to working together in these systems and in, in pros and cons and, 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 and your personality to think about. Yeah. And, and this isn't so much about pair coding because then that would be a whole different discussion. But, um, you know, just when using it, you know, just consider some of these things. Yeah, no, it's re- these are really good points, I think. Uh, um, but I, I, one more thing, like we were working on something where it was your code, uh, me and Todd, mm-hmm. or Todd and I, and I should have just grabbed you in. I'm like, what was this doing? Like, where is it getting this value? And it just is a great example of how to use it. Like, hey, let me just ping Nathan in Slack. Boom, you're in here. Read this right. line. Done. It saves and, so much time because yeah. if you if you oh, would have had to, like in the traditional huh. world like if you would have had to like make a ticket for yeah. me and then wait for me to be available to respond yeah or in Slack or copy you know, like, paste some right. code for you to look at it's like yeah. no just jump in look at it and jump out right, right. So. yeah for sure I can't I can't also like I know we're not going into uh, pair like, coding we're, we're pair coding but the the value of it is really tremendous I think yeah. and so even yeah. I mean I guess one question I have for you is like what is the uh, like do you think what what is it? What is a does everyone? What about time length? Like what what is the appropriate amount of time to be to be pair coding? Oh, that's um, a yeah. I mean, we should do a whole episode on pair coding because we've yeah. done it, and I know it works. Uh, Pivotal Tracker, I think that company or Pivotal uh, Labs, I think they're called. They do pair coding all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a really good question. I mean, it just depends on who who your your personality. I mean, yeah. Um, I think 25% of the world is introverts and the other 75 is extroverts. So, uh, maybe we need two, uh, presidents, <laughs> but my point is like, you know, uh, you know, for me, you know, it's a different value than for someone else. Um, yeah. so, uh, it's, it's hard to say. Yeah. 
you're right it is good 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 information for another another show um we'll have to think about that because i I do have some additional thoughts i think there's a lot we could dig into there but social Um, etiquette it's you know we should consider this just no different than tapping on the person's shoulder and and you know you don't have to jump and say how's your family how's your week by the way look at this little thing it's like hey look at this thank thank you bye Right. You know, go away. <laughs> right, right. It's like we just kind of can can see it as a as a as um you know that type of informal moment. You know, right. So, yep, yep, that makes sense. Well, and it's it's also too interesting too because like what I found is like for more senior developers, it's yeah. not it's not often that I'll pair more than a few hours. Um, yeah. Unless I, you know, like it, there are exceptions, of course, but um, it, it's very rare that I'll spend all day pairing with another senior developer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, if 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 there's some if something new or like if if we're bringing a new team member on, yeah, uh, I've actually paired with someone you right. know eight hours a day for an entire week before, and yeah. that you know or close to that, not maybe not higher eight hours, but yeah. like you know, and interesting things happen when you start pairing with people that long. Uh-huh. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure you could handle that out, but uh, yeah. but we'll use it next week when I need help on that directive. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. Um all right, cool. So we'll go into kind of the philosophy of pairing more yeah. next time. But just this uh, was just a other time. we just really wanted to give Screen Hero a shout out for the remote teams and how it can yeah. really take you to the next level uh if you use it correct. You know, if you use it uh there's so many you can't use it incorrectly if you use it. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Well, that was good. Anything else? Uh, just reminders, uh, rate us on iTunes, but since most people don't use that, then I, I'm noticing in our stats, then go ahead, just tweet about us, share uh, who we are, what we do, link people to our show, whatever you can do to just get it out there that we exist, uh, and, and that would be most appreciated. Yeah, that would be awesome. Thank you. And feedback. Do it oh, that way. Yeah. You know. yeah, yeah. All right. Until next time. All right, thank you. Oh, oh, yeah, one more thing. We never mentioned this. We have a website. Do we ever mention that? Do people know this? Because uh, Developers Hangout uh, is the website, developershangout.io or developer shangout. And um, <laughs> go there if you want to uh, then follow us, comment, or get the feed. Um, you know, and you could do things there as well to comment on the shows. Cool. Uh, all right, that's it. All right, thanks. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>